It was after 10 o'clock when we finally arrived at the cul-de-sac on Trestle Glen. Squad cars were everywhere. A cop named Henderson stopped us and asked us a bunch of questions, the whole time shining his flashlight in our faces. Finally, he was impressed, and he let us go up to the house. Press boys were everywhere, and when they found out who Arthur and Olivia were, they descended on them like vultures. Lieutenant Grady had just finished interrogating Brian Perryman. This time, he was bombarding poor Frankie with question after question after question. Say, Lieutenant, what gives? Larson, get these reporters out of here. They're in the way. Come on, Lieutenant. This is big news. Throw us a morsel. All right. You heard the Lieutenant. You clowns scram. We have work to do. Get moving. Let me know when the coroner gets here. He arrived a few minutes ago. He's in with the stiff. All right. Where's Willie Fingers? He's in the study. Just look at you. All dressed up as Santa Claus. Willie, you're behind the eight ball this time. You know you can get the chair for this, don't you? I didn't do it, Lieutenant. I swear. Uh-huh. What time did you break in here? Uh, it was after 7.30 when I got here, and she was already dead. How'd you get in? I came in the front door. I rang the doorbell, and when nobody answered, I, uh, just uh, let myself in. And you say she was already dead? That's right. I wasn't in here five minutes when I found her laying on the floor. I was about to leave when I heard somebody come in the front door, so I hid. Copper started showing up a little while after that, and that's all she wrote. Did you see who came in the front door? Yeah, the kid standing in the hallway. That's him. You got a lot of merchandise in this bag, Willie. Looks like you've been real busy. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But that's all I've been doing, Lieutenant. Honest. Okay, I'll see you downtown. All right, Junior, you're next. Come in and have a seat. Larson, run this clown in and book him for burglary. My name isn't Junior. It's Frankie. Look, Junior, I don't have time to play games with you. What do you know about your stepmother getting killed? Lieutenant, I don't know anything about this. I only came back here to get my suitcase and pick up my father's car. I tried to tell that cop over there, but she threw me against the wall before I could explain. Detective Larson is only doing her job. We got a murder on our hands. Your stepmother's murder, to be exact. And it's my job to find out who did it. Now, what time did you get here? I didn't notice the time. Oh, you didn't notice the time? Did you notice that your stepmother was laying on the floor dead? No, I didn't go into the living room. How'd you get in the house? With my key. Where'd you go when you came inside? I went straight up to my room to get my suitcase. Going somewhere, Junior? No, I just got in tonight, Lieutenant. From? Atlanta. I'm a senior at Morehouse College. I came home on Christmas break. Why do you need your suitcase if you just got here? I'm not staying here. I'm bunking with friends from school. Do you know Brian Perryman? Never heard of him. Just so happens that he was your stepmother's lawyer. She was going to divorce your old man. He was on the horn with her when she got it. And you know what else? Your stepmother told him that your old man tried to kill her when they had a fight earlier this evening. Know anything about that? Well? They had a fight, but he didn't try to kill her. Oh no? Your stepmother has marks on her neck where your old man 
had his hands around her throat. I've personally seen them myself. Why was he trying to kill her, Junior? I told you he wasn't trying to kill her. She had been drinking and insulting, and my father grabbed her. Around the throat? Is that right? He didn't mean to. But he did, didn't he? Your old man lost his temper and grabbed your stepmother around her neck and strangled her. He almost killed her, didn't he? No! He came back here and finished the job, didn't he? No, you, you got it all wrong, Lieutenant. He may have gotten a little rough with her, but he did not kill her. He's a doctor. He saves lives. He doesn't take them. Where's your old man now, Junior? He's on a train going to Philly for business. I was with him at the station before he left. What time was his train? 7.30. We're going to check that out, Junior. Larson, get someone down to the train station to see if the good doctor checked in tonight. Junior says he's on a 7.30 train going to Philly. Your old man on a gun? I don't know. I don't think so. You don't seem to know a lot to be a college boy. Are we done? No, we're not done until I say we're done. You got that, Junior? <sighs> Tell me something, Junior. What did you get your stepmother for Christmas? Nothing, Lieutenant. Why not? Didn't feel like it. Is that a crime? No, but murder is. Now we're done. Wait a minute, Lieutenant. If you're implying that I had anything to do with Cora's murder, you're way off base. I didn't do it. Uh-huh. I want you in my office tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Tomorrow? Tomorrow's Christmas. Yeah. And? Lieutenant. Beat it, Junior. Okay, Larson. What you got for me? So far, we haven't found any signs of forced entry. We're still looking, though. This is a pretty big house. There's all kinds of ways to break in here. We found a broken champagne bottle on the kitchen floor. We don't know if it means anything yet. We're collecting it as evidence. In the meantime, I talked to the neighbor across the street, Lucille Barrington. She's a 72-year-old widow who's lived there for over 30 years. When she heard the gunshots, she got on the horn and called it in. She was also best friends with the previous Mrs. James. What's the word on the previous wife? She died of a heart attack some years ago. Is that so? Get this. The murder victim was once a private nurse assistant who took care of Mrs. Barrington's late husband. She became acquainted with Dr. James shortly after he moved into the neighborhood with the previous wife and son. Did she see anything suspicious? Or hear anything other than the gunshots? Yeah, she was out visiting friends earlier, and when she came home, this house was all lit up. But just before the shooting, she said the lights went out for a few minutes. Then they came back on afterwards. Sounds like whoever killed the victim dosed the lights first, then turned them back before they made their getaway. That's what we figured. Anything else? Just that she saw someone dressed like Santa Claus hanging around. That may have been Willie Finger's case in the neighborhood. Is that it? That's all I got for now. Okay, get back to me about the train situation and send the Millers in here. I'm glad you came. You saved us a trip of hauling you in. Have a seat. What do the two of you know about this fight between Doctor and his wife? Eh, nothing much. Just, uh, they got into an argument. What were they fighting about? We don't know. They always fought. Did you see the Doctor strangle his wife? What's the matter? Was the question too hard for you? Mm, no, I, I just... Did you or did you not answer the question? Yes, but it What was... about you, Mrs.? Did you see the doctor strangling his wife? Yes, 
that lieutenant. Why was he trying to kill her? He wasn't trying to kill her. He was just upset. Upset? Lady, you don't strangle someone when you're upset. You do that when you're trying to kill them. How many times has he tried to kill his wife? Well, as far as I know, he's never laid a finger on her. As far as you know? How long have you worked for the doctor? Eighteen years. My wife came here two years ago. What kind of marriage did they have? Good? Bad? What? It's no secret that the two of them didn't get along. But whenever they had an argument, Dr. James would leave the house. Maybe he got tired of leaving and decided to make her leave. Permanently. Dr. James told us it was over between the two of them, and they were going to get divorced. Miller, don't you think it's a little fishy the doctor took a powder the night his wife is murdered? Well, I think it is. You aren't covering for him, are you? Lieutenant, look, we have nothing to hide. If Dr. James had anything to do with this, we'd tell you. But we don't know anything. Uh-huh. What time did y'all leave here, and where'd you go? Well, we left here at 6.30. I dropped Olivia off at her church sister's house to deliver food baskets. Then I took Dr. James and Frankie to the train station. I waited for Frankie to take him to his girlfriend's house. Then I dropped him off here so he could get his suitcase and his father's car. After that, I went to the Christmas party at my brother-in-law's club. What time did you drop Junior off there? It was close to 7.40, 7.45 around that time. All right. Why don't the two of you take a look around and see if anything is missing? Well, if it isn't Mr. and Mrs. Davenport. Hello, Lieutenant. Nice to see you. Cut the small talk. What are you doing here? Olivia's my sister. We were all at the club when we heard the unfortunate news about Mrs. James. So you thought you'd drop in and nose around. Is that it? No, not at all. My sister was really upset, and we thought we'd just Look, we all know that you did some footwork for a judge. A lot of footwork. I have a license and a permit to do private investigations, Lieutenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't let that go to your head. Just so we understand each other, this is police business. Unless you were hired by the victim or someone directly related to the case, you ain't in it. So keep your nose out of it. Making myself clear? Scared someone might steal your thunder, Lieutenant? Do yourself a favor and try one of my cigars. They don't stink. I don't like the way you said that, Davenport. But I'll take the cigar. You and your missus can leave now. Don't forget what I said. This is police business. We heard you the first time, Lieutenant. Oh, one more thing. Next time you see that no-good bum Boswell, tell him I need to have a little talk with him. About? Just give him the message. Lieutenant, I just got off the horn with Henderson, and he said all trains to Philly tonight were canceled because of bad weather. So, where's the good doctor? Larson, put a dragnet out on Dr. James. He's wanted for questioning in his wife's murder. Got it. Lieutenant, her furs are missing and so is her jewelry box. And the wall safe is empty too, but uh, he may have taken everything out before he left. Maybe he was planning to leave for good. Okay. I want both of you in my office tomorrow morning for further questioning. Tomorrow? Tomorrow's Christmas. So I heard. Merry Christmas! Christmas Eve. A time for joy and peace. But as that night wore on, there was very little joy or peace for any of us. All the evidence surrounding Cora's murder pointed to a burglar, but Lieutenant Grady had his doubts. And to be truthful, we all had the same doubts. 
Dr. James's disappearance right after his wife's murder made him the prime suspect. Frankie left the house in a complete daze, and poor Olivia, all she could do was just cry all the way home. After Lewis and I dropped them off, we drove down to our office where he had cleverly hidden my Christmas present. 